Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and this is Ask a Windermere Coach. And today I am thrilled to have Dana Farrell with me. Dana, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. So for our listeners out there, Dana, I'm just going to kind of let them know a little bit about you and why you're on our podcast today. So Dana is a financial planner, and she's been a financial planner for 26 years uh, with Ameriprise Financial, and she's actually the owner of Servidium Wealth Management. It's a subsidiary of, of Ameriprise, correct, Dana? That is correct. Thank you. And so one of the things I wanted, one of the reasons why I wanted to have Dana on today is we have a lot of coaching clients that we work with, and um, we have a lot of real estate agents across the United States. And one of the things that I've noticed in my 26 years of being in this business is that there's a lot of agents out there that make really good money and they do really, really well for themselves. But then at the end of the day, they don't have a lot to show for it. And what I mean by that, it might be tax time and they go, well, I don't have the money to pay taxes or it's time to send the kids to college and they just haven't put any money away for that, or they find themselves in some financial uh, straits where they're having to borrow money, even though they were making good money. And um, I know my dad used to say to me uh, when I was younger, he said, son, uh, failing to plan is a plan to fail. And so uh, it was almost 20, I want to say 22 years <laughs> ago, 22 years ago that I realized that maybe having a financial planner would be a good idea. And it's been one of the best decisions that I've made uh, for long-term wealth development. But Dana, I thought it would be good if our listeners just kind of heard from you, because I think there's some misconceptions out there about financial planners. And I want to add one more thing that just comes to mind is that, you know, real estate agents are entrepreneurs and the upside to entrepreneurs is they're, they're willing to take risk. The downside to entrepreneurs is they think they can do everything themselves. And I do mm -hmm. experience this a lot where I see real estate agents to think that they're going to be their own wealth management person. And it's the, it's kind of like, you know, the cobbler's kids have the worst shoes. Um, and so help our listeners kind of understand, you know, how financial planners uh, have changed. I, I, Cause I know like 25 years ago, it's a very different concept and what it is today and kind of what you do a little bit and give us some context around what that means to be a financial planner. Hi. Well, thanks for bringing that topic up. Um, I started doing financial planning or I'm going to go back. I started saving for my financial future when I was 16 because I wanted to be financially independent and have control. Knowing all that, when I was 19, I went out to try and hire a financial advisor and I had a lot of problems. Um, the, the industry has changed very dramatically from the old school stockbrokers selling you a stock and trying to make a commission, right. if you will. 
And it evolved into people starting to get their CFPs and, and saying, you know what, we need to be more asset managers. And Let me then ask we you this real quick. What's a CFP? Yep. Just curious, what's a CFP? Um, that is probably the most recognized designation in the industry, financial industry, for a certified financial planner. Got it. And okay. it, it's a great designation. It does not mean that everybody who has a CFP practices comprehensive planning because um, a lot of people have gotten their designation thinking that they should do something with it. But just because you get the designation doesn't necessarily mean you practice or do exactly what you need to do. Sounds like but the it, real estate business a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and it may be. I don't know the real estate business quite as well. But, you know, it, it just went from people being stockbrokers to they call they changed the name instead of saying I'm a broker I'm an advisor and then people started advising on asset management and they may give clients a couple of tips here and there about their mortgage or paying off the debt or retirement and maybe doing some rudimentary calculations for them but there's a lot of people out there today that do not practice comprehensive planning um, it is something that I feel is first and foremost um, and if you do it well. Quite honestly, by the time you get down to choosing how to invest your invest your money, that's tertiary. I mean, it's it's down the road quite some time. Right. Exactly. Well, so talk to me a little bit. So, if you know if the benefits of of the financial planner, I think is that a lot of people don't think about all the different avenues of where money can be invested and how it can be compounded and how it can grow. And I think that um, I think the one thing that I know in my experience in having a financial planner is they sat down with me and they said, hey, let's let's work out worst case, best case scenario. And then they asked me some really specific questions about what I wanted, right? What I wanted short term, what I wanted long term, what that would look like. So explain to me a little bit about that, because I think that's a big piece. That a lot of people don't understand the power of that. Just that consultation. Yes, uh, I like to start out with people's goals and values, understanding their values. Um, oftentimes it's people's family, having uh, meaningful work. Sometimes it's charitable contributions, but uh, really understanding their values. And then next is what their goals are in life. How, you know, what do you even wanna aim for? Do you want to try and pay for your, help pay for kids college? Do you have loved ones that you, uh, need to help with care. Do you want to spend all of your money before you go? Is, <laughs> right. You know, um, how many vacations a year do you want to take? What kind of lifestyle do you want to live? Do you want that lifestyle to continue throughout your life, even when you're work optional? Um, having a plan for all those things is a much more efficient way to deal with your income and your assets. Uh, you spend so much time working and you work so hard for it. In my opinion, why wouldn't you want to be the most e absolute efficient and direct, um, directly impacting what's most important to each person? And what I find a lot of times in America, we people just kind of float through life and they're like, oh yeah, I put a little bit in my 401k and you know, I get my taxes done once a year, but I'm simple, I don't need any help. Well, I don't care who you are or how simple you think it is. There are things that you just don't know that you could be doing quite honestly more efficiently and better. Um, and a little tweak here and there 
over a long period of time makes a huge dramatic difference. Yeah, I forget the saying is like, do you want a million dollars today or do you want a penny every day and double it? I mean, I think that that's <laughs> right. Yep, I, I think that's exactly that, it. That's the concept. And I, and I think, you know, and compounding interest doesn't understand simple or complicated. Compound interest just takes whatever's there and, uh, you know, starts building it. And so one of the things that I, I, I think also, too, I think we should talk about is, you know, a lot of times in this business, um, you know, income fluctuates. It goes up and down based on real estate agents and their closings mm -hmm. and what they're doing. And what they'll do is they'll get that big check and that check looks great and they see that money and then they'll go out and they'll say, oh, well, I'm just going to spend a little here, spend a little there, do a little bit of this. And before you know it, uh, they haven't paid themselves or they haven't done anything as savings wise. One of the things that I, I found to be really intriguing uh, when I started working with my financial planner was, you know, if I don't see the money, I don't spend it. Right. And uh, talk to me a little bit about that, where, you know, the money comes in and then a plan is set up to say, hey, here's some buckets and we're going to deposit money in these various buckets and let's and, and these buckets represent your goals and your values. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yes. So really, it is looking at the behavior first and getting those, like you said, the buckets, getting the accounts set up so that, you know, for every dollar that's coming in, I am putting some away for my number one goal, my number two goal and my number three goal. Also. Um, planning out one of the things that I have noticed the most with especially like real estates your income changes from one year to the next right you don't know what it is going to be the next year and you real estate agents especially are taking on a lot of risk the years that they have great record earning they gotta in essence save for those lean years because they're inevitably going to come in somebody's uh, you know, long-term career. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, and I also think too, that the other aspect of that too, is that when there's a decision to be made, so if I'm doing it all myself, uh, you know, I'm trying to run my business and do everything and that takes a lot of energy. And then also, oh, and now I've got to manage my finances, but it's little things too. I know with my financial planner, there can be a decision hey, I'm thinking about buying this investment home run, or, you know what, I have this vehicle. Uh, would it make the best sense to pay it off because I'm getting this influx of cash? Or would it be a better idea to not pay it off and do this? And I think that another set of eyes and somebody who has a better understanding of the financial world can really give you solid, sound advice that sets you up for long-term growth. So uh, talk to me a little bit about, do you, is that, are those are services that you provide as well, right? Absolutely. When I work with uh, my comprehensive planning clients, I, tip, I typically meet with them three times a year with very focused meetings and then uh, I'm available to them all the rest of the time. The reason that having a coach, and I personally have a business coach, so I, I'm such a believer in it. I mean, I, I have a lot of coaches. You know, <laughs> if, you get a if you get a trainer at the gym, they're going to help you be more efficient and hopefully make it more fun and, and do it so that it's more consistent. Uh, having somebody to bounce ideas off of, tell you the pros and cons so that the client can make an informed decision is one of the most valuable things of having a financial advisor. Also, if you're single um, and making your own decisions, it's nice to have somebody to talk to. If you're a couple, then it's not a he said, she said, and I'm not trying to be sexist on that, but you know, it's not they said or, or it's not their way or my way. Right. It's, you got somebody else to help mitigate and say, hey, let's look at what may be the best and most efficient way to achieve your goal and or bring out what the risks are. 
right? You kind of become that middleman to say, well, Correct. let's look at both of the scenarios and let's li- take it literally and ask is what's the best case, worst case scenario. And, you know, and that's also getting people in line too. I know that, uh, you know, when couples meet with their financial planners and sit down and go, hey, are we, are we in align in our goals and values? And if we aren't, let's talk it through and have a conversation so that the financial planner can help us invest the best we can as we move forward. And I'm going to bring up one point that I just thought about that is I charge an annual fee. I charge for, for giving my time and my advice. So I am not, I'm not going to be incentivized to say, oh, you need to invest this or you need to save it. I believe a true financial advisor, um, they're going to be 100% on the same side with you, the client, to make sure that you achieve those goals. And a lot of times that's saving money. A lot of times it's spending it because you're achieving those goals. I finally have enough money to buy that house or to buy that boat or to buy that car. Um, so there's decisions around doing it beyond just managing assets or managing investments. Right. Well, and, and the other thing that I think that we also don't always think about too, is that if you think about all the different things we spend money on, so for example, insurance, mm-hmm. um, you think about structuring your finances in a way for tax shelters and, you know, uh, you know, do you do Roth investments or, or do you do a 529 plan for your kids? And there's a lot of moving parts and I don't even claim to know any of this stuff, but I know that my financial planner does. So I can say, look, here's what I want to do in your opinion, based on my risk tolerance, what do you think would be the best opportunity for me to achieve X? And to have somebody who then can give you choices and consequences based on those choices is invaluable. It, you know, and, 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 that, and that's worth paying somebody to do that, which is, uh, I assume those are the things that you do. Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of people will even say, well, I have a tax advisor. Your tax, I work with tax advisors. And, and they do something very different than a financial advisor or a financial planner. Financial planner and financial advisor are pretty interchangeable. Not everyone practices it. But I work with attorneys and I work closely with accountants because the accountant is quite honestly looking back at last year and saying, what can we do to get you more deductions or how can we finagle your tax returns to get you the most uh, money back or paying the least amount of taxes? I do more forward projections of like, what are your taxes going to be not only today, but in five years or 10 years or 30 years or 40 years so that and you're going to be in the best position possible to take advantage of whatever happens. Congress changes the tax laws all the time. Right. I was reading today about some of the taxes that are going to be changing in the, in the next year or two, if they still go through a past pass through uh, getting finalized by the president. But there, you know, those are things that are proactive and an advisor is going to help you achieve those goals in the most proactive way possible. It's like in your wellness checkup with the doctor and being preventative versus always reactionary. Like I won't go to the doctor unless I need to. Exactly. Well, and here's what I know too. And, and when we coach agents, I always say, you know, who's on your team? Mm-hmm. And uh, when I think about who's on your team, I think, you know, uh, when you have a great team, you have a coach, maybe you mm-hmm. have a therapist, um, mm-hmm. you, you, you have a financial planner, you've got a great uh, CPA or tax accountant um, that's going to help you there, you know, and so you look at that group of people, you have a great uh, insurance agent or an insurance company that's going to make sure mm-hmm. they're helping you the best, but then, but then they, 
they communicate with each other. I know in my world, you know, the financial planner talks to the CPA, the CPA talks to the financial planner, and you can even add a, a great mortgage lender. Morg mortgage <laughs> lender, I was going to say, that's key with most people not owning one house yes. their whole life. You know, right. most of the time people are buying and selling houses throughout their life. It's just like I tell people, why would you ever go buy a house without having a real estate agent? Why the do-it-yourselfers, they may, may possibly do it without any mistakes. But if they're only doing a transaction once or twice or three times, that's a huge learning curve. They may get lucky, but with you're talking property values in the state of Washington, I always suggest having a, a real estate agent because they're professionals that earn what they make. Yep, exactly. I agree. And I, and I know you do work with a lot of real estate agents, don't you? Mm -hmm. I do. I do. Yeah. And understanding the cash flow and the money, it is tricky. Um, and if you, if you want to try to do it on your own, let's face it, after five or 10 or maybe even 15 years, maybe you'll have it down solid. But it might be more efficient in your first year to hire a financial advisor before you start making the money to say, hey, I'm going to need some help to make sure that I don't waste or, you know, Nick, you know, fruit be, uh, if I'm not paying attention to how much money I earn, I want to make sure how hard I work, I get to keep as much as I can of it. And then it's going for the goals that are important to that client and everyone's goals are different. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I was just writing down some things here when I was talking about the benefits and what the benefits are as I'm going through and, um, looking at why I have a financial planner and what the benefits are right now. And so one of the things I would say is that a, it's a sound, a, it's a peace of mind knowing mm -hmm. that I can rest easy at night, knowing that when money goes into my financial planner, my financial planner is working on my behalf to make sure that they're leveraging and putting me in the best possible position. Uh, the next resource I think that's great is like when, when things change, when the stock changes, when the stock market shifts and those types of things happen, is that uh, I know that there's somebody that I can call that can help ease my mind to say, hey, don't panic. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. It's all going to be good. And here are the things that you should be thinking about. Here's what I'm looking at for for you. That's another huge benefit that goes on when that happens is to see that as well. And then the other one is, uh, that's a big one for me, is that when I need resources. So for example, mm -hmm. I know that I, I, I had an issue where all of a sudden my CPA was like, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm retiring. And instead of panicking, I pick up the phone, call my financial planner and say, hey, uh, I need to get a new CPA. Oh, well, here's two or three, uh, two or three suggestions for you. Here's some people that I know that potentially would be, be good for you. Uh, even uh, I wanna do some uh, planning to maybe build an LLC. I need a really good lawyer that can do that. Oh, well, here's some resources for you of what I can do. And so I think that we underestimate all the different types of resources and benefits and assets that a financial planner can bring to our peace of mind and our wherewithal for our long-term growth. No, that is exactly it. I know that when I bought my last piece of property, I relied on my real estate agent to say, you're taken care of and this is all good. I didn't have to go and do my own research. I felt calm and it, it was a big transaction. So it made me feel calm to know that I had professional people taking care of what they know how to do well. Um, how a financial advisor should allow people to relax a little bit more and say, I had my focused, you know, meeting this quarter or, or triannually or however often, and we really dove deep. We got all our issues taken care of. We talked about them. We addressed them. 
and now it's done and I can enjoy my time off my weekends or focus on what you do really, really well, which is your own career, your own personal expert, expert area. Yep. I agree. And, and so for the listeners that are out there listening, so let's say that mm-hmm. we've got some people listening and they say, well, you know what, I, I got to tell you, I like this and, but I don't have a financial planner now, but I got to tell you, I don't make a lot of money. So I just don't think that I would be worth it to work with a financial planner. What would you say to that? I personally feel that everyone should have a financial advisor and it's always worth sitting down and talking to a financial advisor. If you have a free consultation with an advisor, um, a lot of advisors have minimum amounts. Like if you don't come here for the half a million dollars, I'm not going to talk to you. Um, You know, then maybe that's not the right person unless that's what you're looking for, but they have a tendency then I'm not going to say that they may be a little bit more asset management focused. Um, Not necessarily, but most advisors are going to help you get started in the right direction. And oftentimes they may even say, Hey, go do these couple things and come back in a year or go do these couple things and, you know, check back. If it's not appropriate for you to start paying a fee and start working with them right at the same time. But I believe that people need to start. I I like to start with my clients' kids. So as soon as people get the first job, (laughs) you know, that's when I start meeting with them one-on-one, but they have known about me, you know, growing up, hopefully through their family. Um, If, especially if you want to have wealth that passes from one generation to the next, if you really want to set your kids up well, why don't we help them understand what finances are Florida is the first state to now, and this just happened a couple months ago, to require some amount of financial planning in high school. I love it. First time in history. And look at how much money the country makes. We're at the highest GDP, and yet nobody knows how to manage money. And it's not a lack of ability or skill. It's the amount of time and resources that each person puts into this. And I don't know very many people on their own that will spend 50 or 60 hours a week learning everything that there is going on out in the financial world. They're not going to know as much as a professional. Exactly. Well, and I think too, I think there's a misconception out there that a financial planner is a cost. And I am, I'll be the first one to tell you that having a financial planner is an investment. Um, It gives you a phenomenal return. And uh, it is well worth uh, a, a great financial planner or financial advisor, if you will, is worth their weight in gold um, to be there to help you because, uh, you know, it's amazing what they can help you do over the course of, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And then you look back and like, I even look back and see where I would have been if I didn't have a financial advisor and I would not be in the same boat I am in today. Advisors are there to help you not make mistakes as well as help you grow in the right direction. And I agree with you there. I just, I was born to do this. I felt like this was, you know, a calling for me. (laughs) I'm passionate. I'm passionate (laughs) about it. Yeah. And I can, and I can tell Uh, the other thing I I would say as far as listeners is some people say, well, maybe it's too late for me. And um, before we started this uh, podcast, you and I are talking, I said, there was a, a quote that I like. It says, I think it's from, uh, it's, 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 it's a, maybe it's a proverb, but it's uh, the best, when's the best time to plant a tree? And they say 20 years ago or today. And so, uh, you know, would you say, Hey, if it's never, it's not too late. Uh, it's always, a, always a good time. 
always a good time. And I would say, I mean, if you're on your on your last legs and your deathbed in the hospital and you need some estate planning, you know, call somebody. <laughs> right. uh, it's never too late. It's never too late. And and honestly, things are changing. It's such a complex, fast-paced world. Things are always changing. Um, and having somebody that's on your side, that you're, if you will, your family financial practitioner is really a very big benefit. And they should absolutely um, make whatever they're whatever they're charging it a benefit a benefit to you and your family. And you'll see your net worth growing, and you'll be able to achieve those goals faster than you would have otherwise. You're not going to know what you don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and there's so many things changing right now, again, in the financial world. And I know this, uh, I know even at Windermere, we just brought on an intern that's uh, doing studies on uh, the, the Bitcoin and that whole, oh, yeah. that whole world. And so, and, and those are things that I don't even uh, try to fake it like I know anything about it. But I know that if I have somebody that's in that world, that's, that's keeping an, uh, you know, an eye on the ball, so to speak, that those are conversations that may or may not come up. But if I have questions, I know, hey, uh, should I be investing here? What does this mm -hmm. mean? What does that look like? Um, do you have a lot of people now that are looking into that whole world of the, uh, of the Bitcoin and the, 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 the different types of uh, financial plans that are happening now? I do have some clients occasionally bring it up, but... Most of the time, you could have the best investment in the world, but if it doesn't fit into your own financial plan, your time frame, your tax bracket, and your risk tolerance, it, it might not be even something that you should waste your time thinking about. Um, if, you're, if you're a conservative investor and you have a short time frame, Bitcoin is probably not where you want to be. Um, <laughs> I've right. been talking about this fabulous investment and... Again, if you if you have a different tax bracket, risk tolerance, and time frame, it doesn't matter how great the investment is. So I like to start with people's values and their goals first, and we'll worry about the investments later. But a good advisor is going to help direct you to what, where you should be focusing your attention, so you're not again wasting your own time and not being efficient. Exactly. Well, you said something at the very beginning, and I, I, forgive me, I forgot to write it down, but you said something about what financing or planning really is. It's, there's some, there's some attributes that you mentioned that said, this is what creates wealth. Do you, you recall what you said? Uh, investor behavior is the number one qualifier as to people's financial success, their behavior. So that's where the coaching comes in. And you can just do a gut check and stop and say, hey, should I be buying this or should I be spending this money or should I be investing in this particular direction? And, you know, should I be converting my IRA to a Roth? Which one do I put it in? Which investments am I doing in my 401ks? The, the tax implications of making some different choices. Most of us can look back on our lives and say, oh, my gosh, if I I wish I wouldn't have done xyz and if i hadn't look where i would be that's where the financial advisor or in my case a business coach is going to help hopefully prevent you from making those mistakes going forward so again it's not necessarily reactionary it is proactive helping you achieve your goals within the values that you each individual person has 
Right. Well, I love it when you say investment behaviors. I mean, you can say, I'm going to take 10% of everything I make and every single time I get paid, I'm going to save it. Or I can say, I'm going to do that, but then I don't do that. So my behavior is different and I get a different, <laughs> out, and I get a different outcome, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, Dana, this has been really helpful. And I would just encourage our listeners to, if you don't have a financial advisor now, uh, I would I would highly recommend you seek one out. I'd also recommend having a great CPA. Uh, I'd also recommend a, a coach of some kind. I mean, you know, that's something that I do. We do coaching. But Dana, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, one, to just get more information or to find out what kind of services you provide, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, I have a phone number. It is 425-477-4153. And you can also look at my website, which is Servidium Wealth Management. And I have a franchise of a mayor price. Um, I've been doing this for about 25 years, so you should pop, it should pop up pretty easy. Yeah. And I was going to say Servidium, just for those listening, it's S-E-R-V-I-D-I-U-M, correct? T-I-U-M. Okay. S-E-R-V-I-T-I-U-M, wealthmanagement.com. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And and I'll put that in the show notes as well for everybody. And then again, just so if you uh, want to get her number, uh, it's 425-477-4153. And today we are talking to Dana Farrell with Ameriprise Financial or Servidium Wealth Management Subsidiary of Ameriprise. Dana, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Michael, thank you so much for having me on. Like I said, I am passionate about this and I want to uh, make sure that everybody has the resources available and just talk to somebody that you find that you can communicate with and that understands your goals and your values. I love it. Well, and and the ultimate goal, like we always say when we do coaching is to have great work-life balance. And I would say, you know, um, when my coaching that I do with Robin Sharmi says, you know, the challenge is when we're young, we have really good health and not great wealth. And then when our middle ages, we have okay wealth, but maybe our health is going sideways. And then we get old. A lot of us, unfortunately, what is happening because we don't save and we don't have a financial advisor. Not only is our health ailing, but our wealth isn't there. And that's not a good place to be. And so, you know, I would say two things. One, take care of yourself, uh, stay healthy. And number two, have somebody really understand uh, your long-term wealth and your growth and and management of that income so that you can both have a work-life and healthy life balance, even into your older years. And there's a lot of people to do it successfully. And that's our goal for our listeners today. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, everybody, uh, like we always in these podcasts, uh, be awesome and help somebody make it a great day. And if you like what we're doing, please feel free to share this and give us a rating. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you all later. We just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.